on last week's Irrevelations. Maybe the Amalekites are just a herpes that God put on the planet. And like, yeah, you can, you'll have good days, but you're going to have bad days. You know those guys that just kidnapped your wife? That's me. I know those guys. We went to school together. You got to kill the messenger. That's the first lesson in business. There, you have an MBA now. Oh, 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 Israel, that hot piece of ass is now dead. Like, yeah, you got it. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful, more wonderful than that of women. And he's like, Abiathar, where should I go? And Abiathar just like flips a coin. He's like, heads, um, abroad. Before we turn to the word, I would like to... Can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Well, it's a sad day, Grant. Yeah? What happens? I'm, I'm ready to... I, I know we were never... I know we might have disagreed things, but... Uh, and I mean, who the fuck cares? But uh, MGTOW just got quarantined. Oh, I saw that. I sent you the link. Oh, was it? Oh, I don't even remember that, but I mean, I never really pay attention to your text, but... Well, I sent you the link to um, the conversation where it was like, all right, guys, we've been quarantined. We're about to get banned. You know, it was so great serving with all of you. And it was basically (laughs) like, dude, it was – I went into the comments. I fucking hate the big towels. I hate them. It was the worst. Like, for real, look at the – go to your text messages and look at – I don't know. Yeah, go to your text messages. But, yeah, I fucking hate big towels. For for, for listeners of the audience who – don't know who this is. It's men going their own way. Yes, uh, like but David. it is. It's an ironic yeah. fucking thing. They don't go their own way. A bunch <laughs> of guys being like, "I don't need women," and marriage is a fucking scam, and all women are bitches, and they're only good for sex. Blah blah. blah. Like, all right, so then go your. I'm gonna go my own way. You're like, well, why don't you go? Yeah, I will. Once I'm done the- talking about how much I hate women, so then go. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out. Get the yeah, fuck out only- of here, man. Just go. It's like uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's like hating someone so much, but. All you do is talk about them. Um, yeah. The top post on there is like a picture of some guy climbing a mountain. They're like, why spend all that money on relationships and dating? You could be doing this with your hard-earned cash. Like climbing a mountain. <laughs> yeah, climbing a mountain. Like any of these fucking people would ever climb a mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> like they're capable of that. These fucking idiots. Uh, it, it is a fucking joke. Um, it, it was easily my most hated sub. Uh, but it's all just like, yeah, women are all garbage. And once they hit, all they want to do, it's the same shit you see from incels. Um, oh, yeah. it, 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 I guess it's like the evolution of an incel, you know? They're like, women won't fuck me. And then they just go on and be like, well, I, now I won't. It's, it's the equivalent of being like, uh, I'm not fired. I quit. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like you can't reject me if I decide I'm going to reject you preemptively and then yell expletives at you from the train. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you fucking psychopaths, you know? Uh, but, uh, it just, it just, I, I just wish they would go like, um, here's a quote, wait, here's a quote from their, uh, 
So first off, they've already made MGTOW.cafe. That's their new website to go of to. Of course. Um, one of the top comments on their goodbye post is, censorship is alive and well. To put a label on this sub that it's dangerous and offensive, well, only to those who are threatened by the status quo and fear positive change. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, Later uh, today, I'm going to delete every comment I ever made on Reddit and delete my profile. If we can't be comfortable with different points of view and put energy into snuffing out those community, I can't be here. See you just, all on set it. Set it. <laughs> is that like a new Reddit or something? I don't know. What is that? They should call it sad it because that's what Oh, yeah. It says are. everyone should migrate to set it. It's just S-A-I-D it. Uh, huh. I never really – I mean, to be honest, I, I I never really understood the idea of uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah I get it. Um, it's I, I never understood the idea of like um, community outreach for I'm gonna start going my own way. It just seems like yeah we're we're a bunch of men and we don't need women and we can do whatever we want. Yeah, but what we do need is a fucking circle jerk where we talk about it nonstop. Yeah yeah, and yeah. that's our entire shit. Oh, hey, guys, look at the suicide rates for men. Look at how much victims we are. I just I fucking hate them. Hopefully this will lead some of them to do that. And, I, I, and to be honest, obviously the best men going their way are men going their own way with other men. Which is <laughs> my, uh, conversely, is my favorite subreddit. <laughs> Bunch of guys men, be like, you know what? Men I don't hate need no women fucking so women. much that they turn gay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell so badass, dude. Tell you what, I hate I hate vagina so much that I will go all the way back around and suck dick all day long. I'm like, good for well, you. To be fair, I actually can't. Okay, so obviously that's an ironic sub. It's a joke sub. But you got to respect a guy that would actually do that. Like, if you're going to be a misogynist, right? you damn well better commit. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to say, you know, fuck women. Uh, you better not fuck I'm, women. I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be like, I don't need women at all. But I still want touch, you know. I still want, I still yeah. have needs. Then yeah, just uh, that, that's what we suggest to all those incels out there. Just converge, you know. Yeah. Just if every incel Do you, just found another incel, and then you guys sixty nine your sweet gelatinous bodies against each other, you, you'd be okay. Do you know why they got banned? Because we've already okay, we've already talked enough before about MGTOWs. Yeah. But what? What? So today they're banned. What? What happened? Do you I know? have no idea. Uh, what was the? Uh, what was the? I have no clue. That's why I asked you. I thought you would know. You're supposed to be the guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I just looked it up. The reason that it got banned is because the uh, the subreddit MGTOW just showed up in a Vice article. So it got lots of publicity, right? Normally, you know, it's a small subreddit. There's not a As lot of people do. that are yeah. that fucking stupid. But Vice was writing an article and happened to mention MGTOW because guess who was a <laughs> was one of its most prolific members of the subreddit? The Coast Guard uh, white supremacist that was planning an attack on DC. <laughs> <laughs> he was like he had like fifteen thousand posts on our MGTOW. <laughs> oh, of course. God. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Uh. So he was a violent white supremacist, but also a man going his own way. Like he just did. hiding just hiding in the ranks of our boys in blue. <laughs> <laughs> well boys in like No, that means Coast Guard, blue. that doesn't mean police. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys that's the that's the real boys in blue is the Coast Guard? Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck the police. 
<sighs> the police don't Speaking do enough which, to curb uh, illegal fishing, so that's why. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not in anymore, by the way. That's the first for an yeah, episode. Now you can right? say the N word. Not in the Coast Guard anymore, and I'm not going to say the N word. It's not my <laughs> word. It's not my word to say. But uh, yeah, that goes. The reason that it came up was because the Coastie who was doing that just got sentenced to 11 years, which oh seems kind of light. Well, light. Oh, I was going to say that's pretty heavy to not to not kill anybody 11 years. He planned a terrorist attack on our nation's capital. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, it's not it's not horseshoes. All right. You don't fucking you know what? Because you missed. You got I'm pretty years. sure Trump would have had him executed if he wasn't such a big supporter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like for I, real. Think I like about treason it. when like, it's with my team. That's how I like if it. AOC planned it. You know they oh, would they oh, would have yeah. lynched her. Oh yeah. If he had been Mexican, fucking that would have been the end of it. <laughs> Everyone knows that Mexican crimes are more important. But for real, eleven years. What do you think is gonna go in and get reformed in eleven years? Like the- uh, do you think uh, do you think the white supremacist will become more reformed in eleven years in prison? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Uh have you ever seen American History X? Checkmate. What do you think is gonna happen in those eleven years? in um in the twenty thirties when he gets out? He's going to read to kill a mockingbird. He's going to come out cool. He's going to be lit. <laughs> I just wonder I wonder I wonder if the future he's hoping for will occur while he's in prison. In those 10 years, you think he's going to come out abortion's going to be illegal. I mean, um, it, it's going to come down to what happens in November. Mexicans go home, you know, like <laughs> whatever There's his no... goals were, do you think they'll just happen in the in the past? Will will, will we consider him a, a Guy Fox like type oh character in the future? <laughs> no, cuz he didn't pull it off. Maybe if he had. He's a modern-day Rosa Parks and you won't say oh, it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I just support the troops. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> we love our we love our boys in blue, our big town boys in blue. He gets a pass. He's he's one of the good ones. Let me tell you, there's probably a lot more of his uh, people sharing his uniform in that in that uh, subreddit than you would guess. <laughs> I just can't imagine if I was going to be a white supremacist. I just don't know why I would join the Coast Guard. I mean, there's just not. You were a coastie. How many minorities would you have been? Did you have access to to oppress? Well, I was in Alaska, so only Alaska natives. <laughs> well, that's but enough, lots of them. Right? Yeah. No, we're you doing. Gotta, you got to make uh, them last. I mean, I'm like in public, still in public affairs mode, still that I was about to explain all of our missions that we worked hand in hand with the native tribes. Oh. And then I'm like, what the fuck? This is a podcast about <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was a white supremacist, I would definitely, and I was, I had a fucking a hard on for law enforcement so I could uh, oppress minorities. You got to become local PD. Yeah, you become yeah. a cop. Absolutely. You or become border a cop. Patrol. That's what border you patrol. do. Yeah, border patrol for sure. I, I but think I will even s- less standards. I will say that uh, Coasties in the Caribbean and sure. like Southern California deal with a lot of migrants, lots oh. and lots and lots of migrants. Um, so if you are racist, you could like let a round go on accident, you know, sink one of their little rafts or whatever. Okay. All right. In fact, uh, the Coast Guard just got in trouble for that. You they should post a, a life pro tips. They had a bunch of people that basically their vice, I think, speaking of vice, uh, was describing their, uh, migrant detention as like prisons at sea. I mean, they're not great conditions, but I've seen Waterworld. Yeah. It was like that. Cool. Uh, well, speaking of uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck, <laughs> the point of that tangent was, uh, welcome to the Revelations podcast. <laughs> There's so much going on, but I just don't have, I just don't care anymore. You know, we had Brexit. 
the impeachment is happening and the Super Bowl, but I just I don't know. Who cares anymore? The world's well, the world's a broken. I'm gonna place. watch the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I'll watch the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're having a big Super Bowl party, huh? Hey Podians, you're invited to Cole's Super Bowl party party. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a big deal. By um, the way, I'm Grant Devoiced. And I'm Cole Dubisky. And we're the podcast that reads the Bible because you shouldn't. You uh-huh. really should not. Yeah. It's like uh it's like charming a snake, you know? <laughs> and like we're good at it and we have been playing with flutes since we were little boys. We will kiss so, that python all day long. Yeah, and we're able to do it. But if you read the Bible, you might get bit. Like, how many people do you think became Christians because they were reading the Bible to make fun of it? <laughs> I find it Lots. weird that anyone becomes Christian from reading the Bible. Like, oh, no. it seems like it it's can't for sex. Be. You only <laughs> ever become a Christian to have sex with the girl in church youth group. Right. Yeah. You just, uh, that's how you got into it. Uh, or because you were raised in it. No, there, I, that actually is something. And, it's is another tangent, but like how how do people become Catholics? That one really blows my mind. They're like that with their PR like problems, so someone who has no relation to the Catholic Church is like, I want to go try out the pedophile club. <laughs> <laughs> Are we unnecessarily harsh against Catholics? I, no. I feel like when no. we started this podcast, I really didn't have that much of an opinion about it, except that it was kind of funny that they had an institutionalized, structured approach to covering up for pedophiles. But the more That's I get like involved, the least with the, fucked up thing they've done too. Yeah, the more the more I like interact with them as a result of this podcast. The more I'm like, man, these guys suck. Oh, they yeah. just suck more than a normal. Like at least Baptists and Methodists, they're 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 mean, shitty people, but they also aren't like all up in your face with it. They're the flamboyant uh, Christians. Tell you I what, put them. the day that the day that I will stop making fun of Catholics is as soon as. The body count of me giving them a gentle ribbing is as high as the Crusades and the Spanish Inquisition combined. <laughs> then I'll stop as All soon right. as I've surpassed them in numbers of deaths. We, we, we should come back to that because I really don't feel like – I've never felt strongly about anything. And I still don't really feel strongly about really? Catholics. Wow, but, you're so cool. Yeah, you, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, eh, whatever. I'll be dead soon anyway. But like when I think about Catholics, I, I, I go on Catholic memes Ugh. and I'm always just like, what the fuck are these people? Like, wh- I don't get it. Uh, we'll we'll get to, I guess, the start of the Catholic Church at some point in this book, I guess, right? Like, no, that didn't happen until like way after all the Bible shit. Man, I don't Anyways, because Peter is supposed to be the first Catholic, but wow, way up, way, way, way ahead of us. All right, so where are we at today? We're on episode seventy-one. Man, this is a disjointed opening, but we're here. We're gonna we're gonna get in the zone now, folks. We're on episode seventy-one. We're in Second Samuel. We're picking up in chapter three. Uh, what, what's just happened? We had Saul die. We had David sing about Jonathan and how he's a better lover than any woman's ever been. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, my bi king. That's what David is. I, I think we should also mention the fact that in the last episode, there was a guy who was like, David, 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 just so you're aware, I fucking killed Saul. Like, where's my reward? And David was he like, didn't even ask know. for a reward. He was just like, Hey, Saul's dead. Yeah, fact, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I killed him. So yeah, David yeah, was like, "Oh, lied. let me, yeah, let me fucking murder you for the act you've just performed." Um, yeah. Well, David's going to bring that up in this episode. So yeah, I want to, I want to bring something that I find interesting because I mentioned it in the last episode, but I think David is about to receive some gifts from God in the same way that Saul received punishments from God. You know, like Saul oh, okay, had his like kingdom taken of, away uh, and his possession. children killed, and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Whereas, sure. like, David is going to be, like, 
handed things, you know? Yeah, I'll agree. Um, it was definitely uh, worth having God on your side back when he was real. Yeah, and it's going to come up. I think when we finish, finish this episode, I want to talk a little bit about like Saul's kingship versus David's kingship and kind of what it means. But what I want to make Ooh. specific mention is, is that David uh, is going to receive a bunch of gifts from God. And sure. my Bible's justification of it, and something I want us to keep in mind, is that when God, when Samuel first goes to God and be like, hey, the people are begging for a king. And yeah. God's like, fine, let's give them a fucking king. They're going to hate it. They're just going to hate it. Like, Israel's going to regret the day they asked for a king, because kings fucking suck. And the reason kings suck is because God likes to punish Israel extra hard when they've got a king. Like, it's not yes. like anything Saul did damaged Israel. It's that God was like, oh, what if I just let you lose all these wars, you little asshole, you little shit? How about that? Yeah, even um, though none of it was Saul's fault. He was literally hoisted into the position by God uh, against his will. He was not seeking kingship, right? He was not a power-hungry individual. No, he's uh, just that, a guy. Like, yeah, there wasn't a Doing coup where he took over. God chose him. God fucked up. God punished Saul for it. Yeah. It's the worst... Again, yeah. if there's one story that shows how fucking stupid this whole thing is, it's the story of Saul, my boy. Yeah, I just want to kind of mention that I feel like First Samuel was the story of Saul, where yeah. a guy gets elected king, uh, and God's like, all right. And then because Saul didn't suck God's dick, we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, well, but he Saul did, definitely, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Saul doomed Israel because God didn't love him enough. So essentially God was like, yeah, you know, unfortunately Saul didn't do the things I wanted to do. So I'm going to fucking uh, hurt Israel. Yeah. And yet somehow we're supposed to take David's actions that we're about to see as like, oh, and that's why Israel does so much better under David because David was such a good boy for God. So that's supposed to be the foil is that Israel and God's actions towards it are a reflection of the king that they have and that David is so much better than Saul. But uh, I just want to keep that in mind that yeah. uh, my Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. That is, his will was completely committed to the will of his Lord. So just recognize whatever David's about to do and the fact that God uh, pleasures him for it um, <laughs> is because David's such a good boy and that the things that David does are reflective of God's will. Okay. Fair enough. Let's kick it off. Chapter 3 of Second Samuel. So, we open up, and the Bible is doing a kind of re recap like we just did. Um, it's describing how this war between the house of Saul, which at this point is no longer Saul since he's dead, but his one son, Ishbosheth or whatever, mm -hmm. um, and Abner, his uncle, are um, is that, that force versus David's force. It has been going on for a long time, for years now. David's force keeps getting stronger because why God Saul's force or Saul's lineage is getting weaker. Um, so basically, yeah, David is starting to win control, which is, you know, good for him. He was in the desert running around the wilderness, hiding from Saul for a long time. He earned his keep, you know, yeah. it's time. Sure. It's he, time he, did, he bit his time. Civil war is coming to a climax and the rebels are winning. Correct. So he's in Hebron, which is where he's been. He's only the king of Judah right now, right? Of the 12 tribes. He's just over Judah, and he's in Hebron, and he's had some children. So the kids are uh, Amnon, uh, his son with uh, Ahinoam of Jezreel. Uh, his second son is Kiliab, the son of Abigail, who was uh, Nabal's widow from back a few episodes ago. 
Um, his third is Absalom, who will be a very big character uh, going on into David's kingship. Um, and then the fourth is Adonijah. How do you say that? Adonijah? You got it. Uh, yeah, great. The fifth is Shephiath. The sixth is Ephraim. And they were all born in Hebron. So he's been pumping out kids over the past few years. Yeah, he's got six kids in um, <laughs> uh, Hebron. Uh, my Bible makes specific mention to be like, yeah, well, you know, obviously David had a lot of wives, but because this violates the um, divine ordinance set in Genesis with Adam and Eve, that we can kind of understand that the shit that's about to happen with these kids is just because God hates polygamy and or divorces. Which is weird because the 12 tribes of Israel are spawned from a polygamous marriage. So yeah, yeah. No, no. The I Bible's we'll full of absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, so, the Bible struggles well, so hard. the concordance. Hard. Yeah, the concordance. The concordance Sorry, sucks. The Bible, especially, especially a King James Version concordance. The concordances are literally just fucking uh, a bunch of idiots trying to slap their morals onto this Bible. They're, they're, it's a way of training you to... to it's brainwashing. It's training you how to interpret this shit because normal logic would go, yeah, obviously the Bible's pro polygamy. But yeah. If our if this show ever becomes a big deal, if people actually listen won't. to this more than twenty uh, at a, per episode, we should make our own concordance. <laughs> we should make our own concordance. It's like, hey, by the way, polygamy is fucking cool as shit. Like that cel- and that celebrates David for being a bi hero, a bisexual yeah. <laughs> hero. Like, there's a lot of cool shit. Just, just understand that there's a side plot here where the Bible is trying to say that the things that happen with David's kids are also what would happen in some kind of Brady Bunch situation, where you have <laughs> <laughs> when, when you have a divorcee bringing kids from multiple marriages, shit just gonna go down. Yeah, and also let's not. Even uh, let's not forget to mention that this is probably some miscegenation going on too. Yikes! Yikes! You don't so, want that. Um, th- th- this is kind of an interesting turn. So, as we recall from the last episode, Abner is a representative for Ishbosheth of the House of Saul for the main Israel, um, and he's kind of like the head head dude. And yeah. he initially had this conflict with Joab, where he killed Joab's brother. Uh, despite all that. Um, as this war is going on, Abner is using, or I guess, I don't know if he's using this war to gain power, but he is. He's slowly sure. gaining authority over Israel and kind of acting as a uh, shadow king, I think, to Ishbosheth. I Yeah, I, I could see that. But he's good at his job. He actually seems like a very decent character. Um, yeah, Abner's, Abner's a little bit confusing. He, 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 we haven't really gotten into Abner's character, really. Except that he was Saul's uncle, and yeah, was so kind of just old a, as fuck. He's kind of yeah. like a hundred years old. It's just a, a dutiful general uh, by anyone's standards. He's just kind of a dude that does his job. I don't think he's ever done anything particularly evil in this book. He's supposed to protect uh, Saul. No, he never does he just, anything evil. Yeah, he just hangs he's, out and um, uh, acts in the own best interest. I, I kind of find him as like a um, like a king's guard kind of like from yeah. Uh, he's a man of loyalty for yeah, sure. He just you know he just serves his king. <laughs> I guess so. That's why it's kind of weird when Ishbosheth comes to him, goes to Abner, his great uncle, I guess, right? Yeah, his dad's uncle. And he says, hey, Uncle Abner, why did you sleep with my father's concubine? Which, first off, should be fair game. I don't even know why you'd be mad about that. Yeah, right? he's dead. And isn't it kind of like the family's job to, like, fuck, wives? fuck, your, fuck your 
fuck your sibling's widow or whatever. You know, yeah, your job. exactly. But, you know, I don't know how it works with concubines. That's definitely what a brother is supposed to do, not an uncle. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Homies fuck their dead homies' whores. That's the Bible. Yes. So, the concub- basically, uh, it, it appears that Ishbosheth's uh, accusation is baseless, right? Abner gets pissed off. And he answers to him, and I don't get this as like why this would be an insult, but he says, am I a dog's head on Judah's side? So am I, I don't know what a dog's head would be nowadays. Am I a horse's ass? That I, I I'm think an in- my, my Bible's concordance says that uh, at this time, wild dogs were considered filthy fucking beasts. Yeah, but they're, uh, that's stupid. Dogs so I awesome. think it's just dog phobia. Sure. So and basically he says, am I, am I you know, a filthy animal on Judah's side, implying, am I working with King David? Right. He says, I've been loyal to your house, to, to your father, Saul, to, to his family, to his friends. I haven't handed you over to David, implying that he easily could, and I'm sure he could. Yeah. Abner's a fucking badass. He stabbed the guy with the spear with the wrong end. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just imagine, like, Abner being like, what the fuck? I keep you alive, you idiot. You know, you're going to yeah. fucking accuse me of fucking a whore? Like, he's got to be in his 80s. He's like, my dick doesn't even work. Like, your accusation doesn't make any fucking sense. No, this dude's dick definitely works. You take that back. <laughs> For sure. You, you, <laughs> don't, you, don't, you don't smear Abner that way, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just, like, he's just like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? All I've done is work for you and protect Israel alongside Saul. And now you're going to accuse me of banging some chick? Like, who the fuck even cares? I'm Abner. I can have any girl I want. I mean, the, the perfect metaphor, I think, here, to put it into modern terms, would be like, let's say that the young son of some mafia don who had just taken over the family because his dad died, goes to his dad's uncle, an old head, right? A guy who's just so fucking Italian, you can smell him. You smell the pizza. For- <laughs> okay. Right, okay. Yeah. He's yeah, Italian. Got yeah, we got it. <laughs> so he goes his to this old- enters the room three minutes before he does. Yeah, yeah. He goes to this old Italian guy. Who's like respected and a total badass and has really racked up a body count. And he goes, Hey, I heard you were fucking my dad's old mistress. Like, why? <laughs> why you gotta fucking start beef wait, like that? Wait, it's wait, not wait. even a big deal. Why do you wanna die this way? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what an idiot. But I think it's kind of interesting because I don't know. It, it, so basically, Abner is hurt. His feelings, his fifis are all hurt. And he's yeah. like, God damn it, I've done so much for this stupid fucking asshole. I made you fucking king over 90% of Israel, and you're going to do this shit to me? I swear to God, I will give this kingdom to David. And yeah. he means it. Yeah, so he's like, fuck you. Obviously, God is on David's side, and that has become pretty apparent now. Uh, I don't know how he wasn't tipped off by Saul being tortured by demons for decades, but whatever. <laughs> Abner finally catches on. He's like, fuck this loyalty. This little piece of shit kid doesn't even respect my family. I'm going to the feds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I'm going to turn state's witness. My, my Bible's concordance is like, this, this accusation was the climax for God's glory to be delivered to David. Like, like, like it's such a fucking pathetic, simple, fucking Real Housewives of New York bullshit. <laughs> He's just like, what would you just say about me? I'm going to give up Israel for you. Like, ah. And he's not fucking around. So Abner sends, uh, sends a messenger to David saying, hey, let's make a deal, you know? Like, let's fucking get these things going. This little piece of shit kid, Ishbosheth, you know, calling me a a, a manslut or whatever, you know? I, I'm really confused about Because, yeah, so Abner is offended that he was accused of fucking a dead guy's hooker. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, okay, a concubine, concubine is a little bit mistress, higher, whatever. Yeah, it's more like a, a legal mistress. I guess. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, like a normal wife, you know, just a, just a, just a, just a, just bangs for money. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so anyway, Abner sends a message to David. Hey, bro, do you want Israel? And this is an interesting bit. David goes, uh, well, yeah, that'd be good. But uh, one thing I require of you is you shall not see my face unless you bring my first wife, Michael, Saul's daughter, when you Dude, come. You know that pussy was good if he's still trying to get her back. I, I, he's got like four women now. He's got, and he's yeah. still like thinking four. about getting inside Mikal's guts. He's got seven wives total, if you include Michael. <laughs> this boy is thirsty. But oh yeah, I, I guess my point well, is he's like one. a toddler. As soon as you don't have a toy, that's when you want it. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> as soon as someone else is playing. But with he's it. been he he. They have to have left. He has to have not seen her in like ten fucking years. Sure, but he also you'll remember what? How did he get her? Oh yeah, he, he to, killed. He, yeah, he, <laughs> he had to turn in a hundred fucking Philistine foreskins. So yeah, he kind of earned that. I get why he would be especially attached to her. If you kill and circumcise a hundred fucking dudes just right. to get a girl, like you don't, want, you're not going to give her up easily, even it's if like, it's been a decade. It's like when you were a teenager, you worked all summer and you bought this old beat up '69 uh, Corvette. Okay, and then you like put, put then some you... respect on my cow's name right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she's not then... a beater. But then you had to like you had to give it up. It's a '69 Corvette, and then you had to okay, like okay. you had to sell it when you went to college, and then you you went on, you went on, you went on. You had all these cars, all these riches. Like I still want that fucking car back, you know? Like like well, someone else owns it. Be like, well, yeah. And now you're rich again. You can buy it back. You got yeah. that pedophile. So, money. Uh, but my point is, is that David has essentially been gone for ten years because he spent like a year and change in, um, the Philistine land. And then he spent yeah. all that time running away, and then he was uh, king in Hebron for seven and a half years at this point. So, well, yeah, this I mean, we're not. I don't even know if we've hit seven and a half years yet, but he's we're getting close to that. I, yeah. I, I think I think he'll explain that this is after seven and a half years of him being king in Hebron. We're at the end of it, yeah. But but anyway, so David's like, listen, remember that wife I used to have like ten years ago, the daughter of Saul, the daughter of my sworn enemy, who I'm Hell currently yeah. at war with. The I mean, sister either. of my enemy right now. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I, 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 I will. I, I love the balls on this fucking art of the deal shit. Like Abner's like, hey man, would you like it if instead of this civil war that is killing our people, I just handed you Israel? And uh, David's like, I need you to sweeten the pot. Like I need you to add more on top of that offer. I need my ex-wife. Yes. Now here's what's fascinating. So this is part of Abner and David's deal to have Abner hand over. Uh, the throne to David, right? Behind Ishbosheth's back, presumably. Yeah, However, it doesn't make sense. We turn around and then the next verse, Ishbosheth, not Abner, right? So the, the little prince, the little king, he gives orders to have Michal, his sister, taken away from her husband, whose name was Patiel, and her uh given to David. So it doesn't I don't follow well, why it if wasn't. We, Abner. If we look at uh verse uh second Samuel 314. It says, So David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Give me my wife Michael, whom oh, I yeah, betrothed yeah. to myself for a hundred four. So it's kind of weird that Abner goes to David and is like, Hey man, would you like Israel? And David's like, Yeah, uh, but also give me Michael. And then just sort of I feel like David behind Abner's back goes to Ishbosheth and is like, Hey man, can you give me back my ex-wife? 
uh, and um, Ishbosheth being like, "Yeah, we're in the middle of a war, and you're my sworn enemy, and you're running the rebellion." But I don't see why I wouldn't do everything in my power to do that for you. Yeah, have my sister, please. Yeah, please let me give my sister to my sworn fucking enemy, who I'm in active war with. Yeah, let me let me take her away from her husband of ten years, who I'm sure I'm sure she and he won't mind. Yeah, we'll get to that part. So, um, so Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband. And if we get to Second Samuel three. 16. 16. So they kidnapped Michael and dragged her over to David, and her husband went along with her to Baharim, weeping behind her. So Abner said to him, go and return. So basically her husband of 10 years, who obviously cared about her, is like, what? You're kidnapping my wife to give him to the sworn rebel bandit king who already has six fucking wives but won't be happy unless he has this yeah, seventh takes one? takes my one. Yeah. So it says that he's following behind her weeping all the way to Bahurim. I don't know how far that is, but he's fall- he follows this like convoy where his wife is being given to another man uh, crying until Abner turns around because I guess suddenly Abner's here too and says, go back home. And the man went back home. But let's, um, not, let's not forget that David uh, taking his ex-wife and uh, separating them from a loving marriage is God's yeah. will, you guys. Well, yeah. So first off, hopefully this guy is like a huge cuckold because then maybe he's into it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the tears. Um, like he's just rock hard as he's crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dressed forget sitting fucking... in the corner watching, having her forcefully taken from you and given to another man. God damn. <laughs> uh, there's, no, there's no stronger orgasm it. on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, he's – yeah, his wife is given away. Uh, David, let's, let's look at some of his wife's situations. Some of them were uh, – good old-fashioned romance, but first off, Nabal dies of a heart attack that God gave him so right. that David can have his wife, um, and now, boom, he's taking back his, like, old fling, his, like, high school sweetheart right. uh, from her husband. Uh, somehow God's okay with it. There's no marriage annulment here, right? The Catholics must be pissed. <laughs> they hate David. They um, hate and David. guess what? Spoiler alert, I won't go too in-depth, but David is going to do some really fucked up shit for women. Going down the line, like this is pretty goddamn tame. So. <laughs> cool, cool. No, Stand no, no. I, I, I have to disagree. I mean, I haven't read it, but my Bible concordance states that everything David did was in accordance with God's will. So, I mean, obviously. Oh, true. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck all that right. shit. You just. Said. I forgot that the concordance said that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I this, forgot some assholes who read this book uh, disagree with what the book says. Yeah. Um, no, this right. This it's right now. It makes sense. So Abner then goes to the elders of Israel, and I guess essentially just speaks as an advocate for David. Like, hey guys. You remember David. He's way better than Saul. We all fucking hate Saul. You know my fucking nephew. Anyway, it was David that saved us from the Philistines, and he's really great. We should make him fucking king over all of Israel. Yeah. He's like, remember that hit pop song? David is or Saul has killed thousands, but David ten thousands. And they're like, oh yeah, I love my kids are always singing that shit. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's cool. The kids love him. He's on TikTok. So uh, <laughs> they dad play he's, Fortnite. He's got, we all these things. <laughs> David. David's a real Bernie, I'm starting to realize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kids love that Jew. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Um, that wasn't like an offensive whoa. I'm like, whoa, you're right. <laughs> I was like, that's true, yeah. <laughs> um, so then Abner goes and speaks to Benjamin, his own house, and goes, this is the fucking balls on Abner. Abner basically goes to his own people and says, hey, let's abandon our own fucking guy who's head of all of Israel. Let's back the guy that's in charge of Judah and abandon our own people. For Yeah, but Ishbosheth ain't done shit. No one, he, there's no, who owes allegiance to him? 
You know, I Saul guess. had his feats of strength. David has well with with killing Goliath, etc. Maybe Jonathan would have at least stood a chance because he was cool, like he was a, a warrior. Jonathan would have at least had like a couple of battles. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It seems like Ishbosheth was nothing. just like in the corner masturbating, and then was like, "Hey, hey, clean up your fucking king now. Get over here." <laughs> you know? He's he, he reminds me of like uh, from Game of Thrones, Robin Aaron. Oh yeah, that like, like the kid who was like still nursing at his mother's yeah, teeth, just a weak, weak piece of ten shit. years old. Yeah. Um, so, but but essentially. Abner's doing all the fucking legwork. He, this guy, single-handedly is ending the civil war and uh, essentially crowning a new king of Israel. And it's not even of his own tribe. It's just kind of a weird, weird dealio. Does that make Joab uh, John Wilkes Booth? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Look at this. (laughs) (laughs) So as his final act, essentially in this arc, Abner and a bunch of his dudes go to Hebron and they speak with David and they're like, listen, man, uh, I will go and gather all of Israel to make you king, that they may make covenant with you and that you may reign over all that your heart desires. And David's like, good boy, you know, let bygones be bygones. We're cool now. Hell yeah. Whatever yeah. that shit was earlier, you've obviously washed that away with the whole making me king of Israel all by your lonesome. Yeah. Abner is is low key the the only actual good person in this story. He's legit the fucking kingmaker of this book. Oh yeah, it's yeah. weird that Abner's having to do all this shit and God's just kind of taking a sideline. God content with a civil war between his people, but you got one fucking deal maker just making it happen. Yeah. So Ab- Abner says to David, "Let me get all Israel together uh, for my lord the king." It's talking about David. So that they can make a covenant with you and you can rule over for all that your heart desires, which is kind of a weird way of putting it. But yeah, so David sends uh, Abner away to go uh, start start putting the deal together, right? The art of the deal right here, folks. It, it sounds like they've got the gentleman's agreement. They've handshook. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you all of Israel. Just let me go home. Let me finish the paperwork. Send it over get through your signature. Together. Get the notary. Everything's good. He's like, oh, that worked out. I hope nothing happens to Abner that fucks up yeah. this deal. Yeah, right? Let's hope not. Um, so David's men have just returned from a raid. Uh, they got a bunch of sweet plunder and Abner had just left. Now, Joab, who you probably remember from last episode, um, Joab was the brother of Asahel. Asahel was the fleet of foot young soldier that was killed by Abner's spear butt. Yes, spear butt. When he was stabbed with the wrong end of the spear and it impaled him. Badassedly, it was a great scene. Yeah, fucking. So Abner. Joab, Joab is still pissed, right? Uh, like you do. Joab had Joab had to see his young brother die to Abner's spear, but so he's not really cool with all this. So he gets back from this raid, and he goes to David, and he says, "What the fuck did you do, bro? Abner killed my brother. You let him go. Fuck you, King David." Yeah, I mean, I think what we've had is that in the last chapter, we had the civil war that was going on that no one really wanted. And when it escalated, it was Abner saying like, hey, guys, fuck off with all this bullshit. Why do you guys, Joab and your kind, you guys just seem like you're itching for a fight. Yeah. Like, there's no need for all this. And Abner talked them down. And now he's like, aren't we all Jews? Like, (laughs) chill. (laughs) Like, don't we have uh, the entire rest of the world trying to kill us that we got to kill each other, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's all this Jew on Jew crime that's breaking up our fucking communities. And we really need to unite against our real oppressors. Great. Good take. So anyway, but my point is, is that Abner is like, uh, it it seems like Abner is the only one that's fucking thinking in this group. 
uh, and seems to be the only one performing selfless acts. Like even David's like, all right, I'll end the civil war if you bring back my old bitch. Yeah, you, you know? have to give me my wife, my well, someone else's wife. You gotta make <laughs> me king. All yada yada yada. Right. Uh, so and Joab doesn't have uh, the fucking, I guess. He's a sense. hothead. Yeah, he doesn't Joab's, have the sense but, to just let that shit go. You know. Well, for one thing, he did watch his brother get slayed right in front of him. Not easy to do. I don't have a brother. Um, I don't know what that's like. If someone killed my sister, I probably wouldn't care. But I feel like a brother, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was someone with value, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone who was going to keep the family name, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I, you got to have a couple of backups to fuck your wife. If you, if you, yeah, if you exactly. Yeah, that's what cool. bros are for. That's what bros are for. Um, oh, what if, uh, dude, I just have a new fan theory. Okay. okay. The reason he's so pissed at Abner isn't because just because his brother's dead. Like, he didn't give a shit maybe about his brother. I bet Asahel had a, like, really ugly wife, and now Joab has to fuck her. <laughs> and <laughs> like, so he's it. pissed off at Abner. So, he also, he goes off on David, um, but it's funny, he doesn't actually mention his brother's death. Instead, the reason he's mad is he's saying, you know Abner's tricking us, right? Like, there's no way that he's just going to hand this all over. And that's kind of a fair point. Um, it yeah, does we seem know too that good Abner, to be true, yeah. We know Abner's a good guy, but if you've been at war with him for seven and a half years, it has to feel a little too good to be true, like you said. It has to feel like, hey, why are we just letting him fucking walk into camp and do all this shady deals? Like, I don't know. Here's just Joseph Goebbels walking in here fucking like, hey, listen, guys, I'm going to fucking in that Hitler guy. I don't like him so much. I'm going to come in. I'm going to move to Pennsylvania. I mean, the movie Valkyrie was actually about that, but not Goebbels. Anyways, so uh, Joab then. Uh, left David and sent messengers after Abner, uh, saying, "Hey, uh, let's let's hang out, buddy." And David doesn't know this. So Joab's messengers catch up with Abner, and Abner returns to Hebron, um, thinking that he's Joab- got a continuation of this diplomacy with Hebron. So he's Correct. coming there so to like talk some more. He thinks that David has resummoned him. Well, Joab intercepts him when he shows up. Takes him to an inner chamber. I don't know. I guess just a fucking tent. I don't know what you're talking about here. Um, as if to speak to him privately. And boom, he avenges his brother Asahel, which to me sounds cool. Like I get it, you know, by stabbing him in the stomach. Yeah, and so it's kind of right. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So so Joab sends for uh, Abner through deceit and trickery. Says, "Hey, man, I I, we got we got some unfinished business. Would you just come back? We have come back." He's like, "I was like, all right, man. Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm the deal maker. Let me fucking happen." And then as he's walking up, um, Joab's like, "Hey, man, can you come over here real quick?" And then stabs him in the stomach like a fucking coward. So David finds out, and David says something that I really want to highlight because I'm going to bring it back up at the end of the episode when we talk about some Google stuff. Um, David says. I and my kingdom are forever innocent before the Lord concerning the blood of Abner, son of Nair. May his blood fall on the head of Joab and his whole family, and may they never be without someone running. Sorry. And may they never be without someone who has a running sore leprosy. So he basically curses the shit out of Joab and his family um, and makes them cripples for the rest of time, which is cool. Right. Uh, my, my Bible makes a very specific mention of the concordance. Says that he also says, uh, may they have no one who doesn't lean on a staff or fall by the sword or who lacks bread. Um, yeah, so basically Joab stabbing Abner in the belly in a secret uh, private room is the reason we have the Special Olympics. Today. <laughs> uh, it, my Bible specifically states that uh, David's curse speaks of offspring that leans on a staff, 
To take hold of a staff seems to refer to a cripple, though some think it indicates a homosexual. Huh. So he's really? like, I hope that all of Joab's son lean on the staff, if you know what I mean. Well, if Joab has been hanging out with David and it's contagious, he probably <laughs> is. <laughs> so also, you- and for the new for the audience who hasn't been here, uh, who hasn't listened to a David's lot of episodes, gay. I'm allowed to make no, I'm allowed to make Special Olympics jokes because I'm a cripple. Ah, yeah. So don't go tell on me. Yeah, all right, because the then you're you being an ableist. Yeah, you're. Yeah. It, it, these bigots. <laughs> I've got my handicap card. Right. All right, continuing. I just want you got to throw in those caveats so you don't get Important. canceled. Um. All right. So yeah, Joab and his brother. Uh, it says Abishai also helped. By the way, I didn't mention it earlier, but now as a side note, it tells us Abishai also helped kill Abner, and that's why the whole family gets the curse, I guess. So if you uh, if you see anyone walking with a, a crutch nowadays, it's because uh, David cursed their great 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 ancestor uh, Abishai, and they and, might have uh, murdered Joab. a guy in cold blood. Likely did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so David says to Joab. Tear your clothes off, put on some sackcloth so everyone knows that you're sad. Um, and King David himself actually did that as well. They walked around a beer. What is a beer? I didn't look that up. I'm assuming some kind of a ceremonial function thing. Uh, what verse are you talking about? Uh, King David himself. It's the end of verse 31. Oh, uh, it says, and King David followed the coffin. Oh, okay, so, so I um, guess a beer is a word for B I E R is also a word for coffin. Hmm. It says they buried Abner in Hebron, um, and the king wept aloud at his tomb. So David is making quite a show of being very sad. He then sings a lament for Abner. Blah blah blah. Why did the lawless people kill him? Yada yada yada. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it, essentially, David's just like, "Oh, Abner, you good boy. Oh, you were so fucking good, and you got fucking murdered by a yeah. fucking asshole." In a yeah. fucking shitty way that you would die this way, stabbed in the stomach by some fucking coward piece of shit. It's a lot of hemming and hawing. And again, I'm going to come back to this later once okay. we put a few more pieces in place. And it's going to make sense. Right. So all the people are crying about it. Um, it says that uh, they all came and urged David to eat because he was so sad that he couldn't even eat. And he's like, may God deal with me. Oh, if I taste bread or anything before the sunset. So basically, he's like enforcing a fast on himself. It's, again, it's a lot of fucking dramatics. Right. I think we get to the heart of it at Second um, Samuel 3, 36. Now, yeah. all the people took note of it, and it pleased them, since whatever the king did pleased all the people. For the people and all of Israel understood that day that it had not been the king's intent to kill Abner, the son of Nair. Yeah, so, so basically his fucking bluff paid off. His show of uh, abject horror at the fact that Abner was killed, uh, his whole fucking act basically paid right. off. The people believed him. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds like he made Joab and all his fucking people scapegoats. Because he's like, oh, no, you killed the head of the fucking house of Saul. Oh, I hate you for that. Oh, no, you've made Saul so weak and my fucking nation so much stronger as a result. Oh, you fucking asshole. How did you do this? Yeah. Interestingly, he lets Joab live, but does curse the family. And that is is the end. Yeah, that's the end of chapter three. Good long chapter. Good story so far. Um, All right. Chapter four. More sadness to come. Hang in there, folks. So. Back to Ishbosheth, right? Uh, Saul's son. 
he hears about Abner and he gets scared as fuck, right? All of Israel are scared. They're like, wow, they killed Abner, the only competent general we have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's kind of interesting to note that uh, if I were Ishbosheth, what what has occurred from my perspective is that uh, I didn't like that Abner was getting stronger and stronger and I kind of felt like a puppet. So I tried to shit on him a little bit and accuse him of fucking uh, a concubine. And then Abner's like, you know what, man? Fuck you. I'm what keeps you safe and alive. I'm going to go fuck around on you. And then now yeah, yeah. he's dead. So Ishbosheth must feel like, ooh, I kind of – none of this would have happened if I had treated Abner like a dutiful fucking nephew. And yeah. now the one thing that was keeping me safe is gone. Yes. So we learn that Ishbosheth has two men that were kind of like leaders of raiding parties. Uh, they're named Bana and Rechab, and it tells the Bible tells us something about their lineage, but it doesn't fucking matter. Um, and then the Bible also tells us that Jonathan had a son who's a cripple. Again, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm uh, not quite sure why, but, but there's like Jonathan Saulson had a son who was lame in his feet, uh, because apparently when Jonathan's son uh, he had a nurse. And when, yeah, when he's five years old. When the nurse found out that Jonathan had died, she was like, oh, shit, I got to get the fuck out of here. And as she was running, she tripped and crippled the kid. So shitty nanny, probably shitty yeah. blood, you know. Yeah. He's got a real brand the broken situation going on. Right. Um, so these two guys, let's go back. Recab and Banna, right? They work for Ithbosheth. Um, They go to Ishbosheth's house. They get there during the heat of the day while he's taking a new day rest. Fucking lazy ass. (laughs) Siesta, motherfucker. Fucking Benjamites. Um, They're all lazy. So they go into his house as if they're getting some wheat. I don't know why that's what they're pretending to do. But they're like, oh, yeah, we're just at our king's house to get some wheat from him. And instead, (laughs) surprise, surprise, they stab him in the stomach because that's where you stab people now, I guess. It's a fun place to stab a guy. Yeah, that's fair. It's going to smell really good, I guess. <laughs> uh, so they stab him and they run away. And where do they go? Why, none other than David's house. Um, so it's kind of funny. It tells two stories. Uh, it says first that they stabbed him and ran away. And then it goes, oh, by the way, they stabbed him while he was asleep and took his head. So now the story changes suddenly within only a few verses. They have Ishbosheth's head. They take it to David, and they're like, hey, here's Ishbosheth's head. You know, Saul's son, your enemy. You know, you've heard of him. Uh, he was trying to kill you, that guy. So guess what? You've been avenged. We've got his head. We killed his offspring. Hooray. Let's kind of break down what the fuck these guys are thinking. I, it's I, smart. I assume that they see the way shit's turning. And obviously, yeah. they would have heard from Abner, like, hey, by the way, um, uh, I'm fucking abandoning Ishbosheth. And everyone is going to um, leave for David. And I imagine these guys are like, fuck, our entire power structure is based on the fact that we work closely with Ishbosheth. Once Ishbosheth is gone, we're going to be fucking nothing. We'll just be sure. from the clan of rapists. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Which we kind of mentioned when Saul was talking uh, many, many episodes ago that Saul, when he pulled all the Benjamites together, was like, listen, you guys were fucking scum before me. I made you guys powerful, and you still keep betraying me in front of David. Like, don't you see what is going to happen the second David is in charge? So it's probably a continuation of that, that they that, that is coming true, that as David becomes in charge, Benjamin's going to go back to just being fucking 12th tier tribe. I mean, possibly. Uh, it's all very weird um, and hard to understand, and tribal politics, which we're not going to get into, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
the point is that they come to David with Ishbosheth's head, and they're received uh, predictably much in the same way that that uh, one guy was received who told David about Saul dying. So David meets these two guys and says, "Okay, uh, listen, motherfuckers, do you remember? And I don't know how they would, but when someone thought they were bringing me good news to tell me that Saul was dead, that they thought I was going to reward him." I seized him and I put that motherfucker to death. That's the reward that he got. So how much more pissed off do you think <laughs> I'm going to be that you've come to me with the head of that man's son and that I'm not going to try and fucking rid the earth from you? That's what you think's going down right now? That yeah. I'm going to be your fucking buddy? Like He's like, the guy that mercy killed Saul because Saul begged him to do it. I put that guy to, to death. You guys snuck into the fucking and killed a man while he was sleeping and then cut his head off. I wonder what you think I'm going to do. So David uh, cut off their hands and feet and hung their bodies by a pool in Hebron. So that's cool. Imagine you're a kid. You're going to hang out in the pool. (laughs) There's a grease of watermelon. There's people playing Marco Polo. There's a fucking decapitated head. There's two bodies with no hands or or arms or legs. Someone's barbecuing the hands. You know, it's fun. Yeah. So they took. Uh, they also took Ishbosheth's head and buried it in Abner's tomb, so that Abner can get some sweet dome in eternity. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, though. Yeah, uh, that's chapter four. That was fast. It was basically just the story of Ishbosheth getting fucking. Yeah. So gone. so that's so that's all that. Uh, the house of Saul is basically fucking wrecked. Yeah, Abner's uh, gone. Ishbosheth's gone. All the other brothers died uh, at the hands of the Philistines. So right. boom. That's Clean pretty slate. Much, pretty much it, yep. That, that, it's like, My king, Saul, is now completely wiped off the map. It's like when you start dating a chick and she's pregnant and you're like, you need to get an abortion so we can have a fresh start. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, just like that. Cool, cool, cool. So 2 Samuel 5, uh, yeah. David raids over all Israel. So basically now that uh, Saul's house is completely gone, everyone's like, ugh, that was gross. We had... Benjamites as rulers. Uh, fortunately, God uh, erased them from the planet, did a yeah. hard reboot, and now we're ready to start fresh. Yeah, David kind of ends up winning a civil war by default, just that there's like no one on the other side anymore, um, at least no leader. So all the tribes of Israel come up to Hebron, where David is ruling over Judah, and they're like, hey, you know what? We're all the same, right? We're all Jews. Let's... uh." Let's just get rid of this whole Saul situation. We're going to scrub him from the history books. They're like, not. we're all one people. We don't need borders. Yeah, yeah. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm tired of, uh, I'm tired of you know, Israelites killing each other. It's stupid, right? Right. Um, and so and they're like, plus, by the way, didn't God say that you were going to be the shepherd of his people? Like, remember back like 20 years ago when Samuel blessed you in the first place? You're totally sp- – we should have made you king a long time ago. Shucks. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I see it un- now. I didn't think anything later when it was like this weird kid just uh, working sheep and killing people. But now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> so they, they, uh, all the elders of Israel come to him. They uh, sign a covenant with him, which Abner was trying to already do when he got murdered. Um, and they anoint David. And it says that David is 30 years old when he became king. Um, he reigned for 40 years. Uh, seven and a half, seven and a half of those were in Hebron, just over Judah, and the other thirty-three were in um, Israel, overall of Israel. So I don't really know if he's thirty now, or if or if he's thirty-seven and a half. Uh, he's obviously thirty-seven and a half, I guess, right? No. Yes, I, I don't. I think he might be like in his sixties. 
No, he's 37 and a half. No, all right. Let's let's take a he moment. He became to... king. Listen. He, he became, became king, king after seven and a half years in charge of Hebron and then another 33 years. No, David he was 30 33 years, years old over when he became Israel king. He reigned for 40 years. So right. that means he died at 70. Okay. Right? Seven and a half of the years, he was only king of Judah. Oh, do you mean right now? We're not assuming that. Right now, he is okay. 37. So we're in those 40 years where he's ruling. It's yes. just but we're, predicting. We're, we're at the end now. of the Judah years, and we're about to start okay, all of Israel okay. so years. He's, okay, so he's, he's 30 in, years old right now. Yeah. And he's Correct. been, and he took over Hebron when he was like 23. So he's like at the upper tier of millennial pushing Gen X. Right. If you want to put it in modern terms. Sure. Um, <laughs> that, that that reference is going to age wonderfully. Um, okay, so David now goes on to Jerusalem. with So he's the king of Israel. He's got, you know, boom, they're under one banner. It's done. His right? first act. It's perfect. Yeah. So you go to Jerusalem, right, uh, where the Jebusites are in charge right now. So a bunch of foreign invaders. Um, if you're hoping for a sweet epic battle or some uh, stroke of military genius, you're not going to get it. All we're going to get is some petty insults and one sentence about David taking over. I think so, let, let, let's break it down. So where David is headed right now is the yeah. future site of Jerusalem. Uh, it's currently called Jebus, which is funny, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, but it's a walled, fortified city. And I guess – I don't know. I don't have a fucking map. My concordance states that Jerusalem – let me see where this place is. Okay, I see where – Where's Jerusalem? Well, yeah. Like, is it? I mean, I can. It still exists, so I can yeah, show you yeah, on a map. But I, yeah, but I'm trying to figure out where it is in relation to Hebron. It's very central. It's a central place. So the Benjamites. And Hebron was up in the north, so he came down south. Yeah. So the Benjamites are in the north. Judah is to the south. Jerusalem is between the two of them. So my Bible stating that the reason why his first conquest is Jerusalem is to establish a new capital. That is sort of like okay, we we we're, we're sort of splitting the difference between these two kingdoms of Judah and Benjamin, and this is going to become the new kingdom of Israel. Yes. So he wants to yeah make that's going to be their capital, right? Right. So he gets there. The Jebusites are running the show, um, and uh, David comes up to uh, to take over, and they call out to him. They're like, "Yeah, you're not going to get in here." Fucking blind and lame people could hold you off, right? right. Yeah, it's Just, a fortified city. They're like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, you know, obviously the walls itself will fucking defeat you. We can probably man the battles with uh, blind cripples. Yeah, which is a pretty sick burn. I'm going to hand it to him, you know. Yeah. True. This is early. This is some of our earliest roasts that we're ever going to see. And uh, yeah. It'd be like if David's ass. like, I'm going to come into your home and kill you. And you're like, I left the door unlocked. Come on. <laughs> you know, like, that's how worried I am. Oh, actually, Hebron is to the south. I was wrong, I think. No, Hebron is to so the, the south. It's in the kingdom of Judah. Yeah. The Benjamites are to the so north. So it's, it's in modern day, it's in modern day like Gaza. Um, so the point is that David comes up. They're like, yeah, don't even try it. And it says, uh, nevertheless, David took the city. So we don't know how, but somehow he took over this heavily guarded city. And David says some weird shit. Uh, he was like trying to reverse burn them. And I'm going to read it verbatim because I don't really get it, so I can't summarize it. He says, anyone who conquers the Jebusites will have to use the water shaft to reach those lame and blind who are David's enemies. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like they snuck in through like a well or like a drainage pipe or some shit. 
kind of a reverse shot. Well, he's saying that if you, I guess not all the Jebusites died, and he's saying if anyone wants to kill them now, you're gonna have to go kill them in the gutter. Were those? And he calls them lame and blind, which well, is kind of funny because the, the way I the guess, way my Bible states it. Um, well, I don't trust your Bible. It's stupid. <laughs> all right, hold on. Jerusalem, being on the border between Judah and Israel, would be the perfect site for a capital to unite the two regions. Zion originally referred to the hill that projected south between Kidron and the central valleys, was protected on three sides by valleys. Zion was almost impregnable. Pregnable? Impregnable. You can't impregnate it. (laughs) I think think it means something different when we're talking about the military, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But basically, like, David's like, hey, you know, um, I said I was going to take the city. The Jebusites be like, don't worry, we'll defend it with blind and lame people. So when he took it, he's like, "Oh, I guess all you fucking idiots must be blind and lame." Now that I've taken work, it, because they fucking... said even blind and lame could defend it. Yeah, it doesn't but... make a whole lot of sense. But basically, so they're he... worse than blind and lame. Like they, they were like, "Don't worry, we'll have the blind and lame to defend it." And then after he takes, it, he's like, "Oh, I guess you guys must be blind and lame by your own argument." You know, you said yeah. you said even a fucking blind cripple could do it. I guess that must may be what you guys are, since even they could do it. It's too bad that he, uh, David. David was born too early to make a sweet Helen Keller joke here. Because <laughs> that would have worked. Would have been great. Um, okay. So, David's taken over. He takes up resident, residence in the fortress. They call it the City of David, which is that's a little bit of hubris, but whatever. <laughs> um, not, not, not God's city, right? This is David's city. I, I can't believe that David and his cult have just taken over this small town. They're <laughs> 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 naming it after themselves. That's weird. You never see that. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the new branch Davidian. <laughs> so, David takes up this, yeah takes up uh, play, a place there. Uh, they start building it up into a real fucking fortress, right? They're building terraces. They're building it inwards. Um, becomes super powerful because why? The Lord God Almighty is with him. And, and essentially, David takes it as proof that God has anointed him because he's so successful. Like, if, yeah. if a leader is successful, we know that's because God is making it happen. Well, you can't build things unless you have God on your side, obviously. For sure. All things through God. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, on top of that, David took all his concubines and wives from Jerusalem and then even took up some more concubines and wives and had more sons and more daughters. It's important to know that this guy fucks. Yeah, well, back then, you know, people would die from just random things like getting a paper cut because you get infected. So you got to have a lot of backups. Right. So he had a couple more children in Jerusalem. Shamua? Well, you left well, you left off a small fact that uh, Hiram, who is the king of Tyre, also sent David a bunch of shit, a bunch of cedar logs, which oh, is good true, fucking yeah. wood, right? Sends him a bunch of cedar and carpenters and stonemasons, and they build him a palace. So oh, this random-ass foreign leader basically built David a kick-ass palace. And cedar's a fucking tough wood. Yeah, and it's naturally uh, anti-pest, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and naturally water resistant. It's a great yeah, word yeah. for great people. Yeah, I love it. The yeah, Revelations love podcast. to see it. So, <laughs> so yeah, like you said, then he brings all his family down, uh, and it lists all his children: Shemua, Shabab, Nathan, Solomon, ooh, Solomon, uh, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliad, Eliphalet. I'm sure we'll come back all to all guys. these people. Yeah, all those yeah, guys. Yeah. Everyone knows Eliphet. There's going to be a Definitely. quiz later yeah. on those names. Jaffia. And, of course, Nathan. <laughs> like yeah. Shobab, Osama, Ishuala, Nathan. And the hot dog the, guy. All the other guys, yeah. I'm surprised they named him Nathan and not Hebrew National. 
Uh, hot, a little hot dog joke for you guys. Okay, going, continuing. They're kosher. Um, so <laughs> ballpark. We're so all this is happening, and you thought we forgot about them, but we haven't. The Philistines are back, and when they had heard that the guy they all fucking hate slash love slash hate David is now the king of all of Israel's, the Philistines are like, "Well, let's go get him, boys." Yeah, they spread out through the whole valley, and so God or David rather goes to God. And does the old coin flip trip, right, to see what he should do. And through the flipping of a coin, um, God says, go ahead, go fight the Philistines. I'm going to give them into your hands. Um, which is nice. It must be fucking nice, huh? It would have been nice if Saul had had this maybe, but no. God had to wait for his second choice <laughs> of king to do things right. So it says David goes to Baal Perizim. And there he defeated them. Again, I wanted some violence. I wanted some action. It doesn't give, it doesn't give yeah. us any of that. Uh, he says, um, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called wow. the name of that place Baal Perizim. Uh, Which means... Uh, and I don't know if this is good or the bad. The Lord who breaks out. <laughs> yeah. My Bible makes no mention of this verse, like the concordance. But he says, and they left their images there, and David and his men carried them away. So they've stolen... I'm guessing religious artifacts from the Philistines and are taking it Correct. back to Jerusalem. I don't know if that'll ever come up later, but it seems like kind of a weird thing to do. Yeah. A little ominous, right? Right. Um, really though, the, the poetry is lacking here considering what he put out for Jonathan, that his thing here is, Oh, the God defeated us like water breaks things. Right. I don't know. Kind of lame. Uh, so it says then after they took these idols, once again, the Philistines come up because they're just fucking, they're like rats, roaches, whatever, <laughs> sure. infestation, lice. Um, so David asked God again, all right, what do I do? And God says, no, 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 don't go straight up to them like apparently you have been doing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, instead, Even though I'm around. God and I can do anything, I'd rather you do yeah. a sneak attack. Yeah, God says, circle around behind them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. And as soon as you hear the sound of uh, marching and the tops of the t t poplar trees move quickly, because that will mean that the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the army. So God himself leads the uh, Israelites into battle. And of course, they strike down the Phil Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. Woo. Took yeah. out some Philistine ass. That's it. So that's, that's as far as we'll get this episode. But yeah. essentially, we've gotten to... In this episode, we've covered the political intrigue of David becoming king and sort of David's first conquest as king. He took Jerusalem and then he fucked on the Philistines. So it's a good it's a good start. Yeah, it's badass. Any good king of Israel has to do a massacre. That's just how you establish <laughs> yourself. It's how people know you're it's, serious. It's the way to do things. It is the way. Um, I mean, to be fair, the Philistines had it coming, right? Yeah, fuck uh, Unlike a lot of people that David has killed and will kill, those guys kind of were dicks. Um, yeah, we they're Greek like too, so they're gross. <laughs> <My> hairy bastards. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what's funny whole... though is eventually Alexander's going to come around, kick the shit out of him. <laughs> good, good. You know, uh, they all have really hairy shoulders. I bet. Like, I bet the whole that, that, that probably right now what's big is back and shoulder brushes. <laughs> Which is why they have all the blacksmiths, so they can make the combs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're on it. Uh, cool, cool, cool. 
Good so let's let's talk about some things that we've covered. What do you think the deal is with Michael? Like, why is that such an important thing for him? Oh, the wife? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's fucking horny, dude. Uh, <laughs> he's horny. Do you like honestly? Most questions about history can be answered with those simple <laughs> he, words. He's got a dick. What do you want him to do? <laughs> you know, like. Well, yeah, it's like why did you know why did uh, Caesar take over and turn Rome into an empire? Because he was fucking horny. He was <laughs> Why, why does anyone do anything? Why did uh, Why did Washington cross that river in the middle of the Christmas to fight those British? He's fucking horny. Yeah, you want to get back to Martha and yeah, fucking yeah. blast inside like, of her. What the fuck am I doing in here? You know, yeah. Why did Thomas Jefferson write the Declaration of Independence? He's so fucking horny. Make his slaves. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can we finish up? Like, I've got to go rape a slave. And they're like, yeah. That guy was a piece of shit. Hey, learn about your founding fathers, guys, by right, the way. Right. Side lesson for today. Yeah. I think cool if there's any lesson, it's that uh, leaders are flawed men who want to rape and they want to yes, fuck. Yes, they're and, bad people and they're too horny. And yep. we need to take uh, suppressants for that, right? <laughs> we need to take Kellogg hormone cereal. blockers. We Eat more 13, Kellogg yeah. cereal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. We're off track. Yeah. Let me talk about something important. Let me talk about... Well, I'm not, let, let, the, let's continue, Michael. No, I don't care about my... Oh, I told you why. He was yeah, fucking right, yeah, horny. So he's horny. My Bible... States okay, that fine. the reason is for more political intrigue is that he wants to form an alliance with the northern tribes by being married to Michael. So uh, I would imagine it has more to do with her looking kind of like Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> They're that's, siblings. That's probably it. Probably it's just his he's like dick was hard. He's but. like cut your hair off. She's like you didn't make your other wives. Just cut your hair off. Cut your hair off. <laughs> and he's just rubbing like soot all over her face. Like, it kind of looks like a beard. <laughs> like, uh, shoot arrows at me. <laughs> you remind me of your brother. Like, uh, the first strap on was <laughs> King David of the Pegging. Um, so, are you good? Are we done talking yeah, about Michael? Whatever. I, okay, yeah, we, you fucked it over. But yes, uh, my Bible states Fuck that it you. was political intrigue no. that we're kind of seeing the first sort of Game of Thrones marriage to Dorne situation type dealio, you know? Yeah, it doesn't feel like the first one. I just I'm don't not think, think that about it too hard. I just feel like now, granted, Abner speaking to Benjamin on behalf of David happened after the fact, so maybe he's just hedging his bets. But it just seems like the marriage between um, it doesn't seem like these are fucking loyal dudes. Like it doesn't seem like Benjamin would be like, "What's this? He's married to Michael? Uh, I guess he's cool now." You know, <laughs> like we're not we're not a bunch of maniacs <laughs> that just drop uh, allegiances at the drop of a hat. You know, it's not it's not what we do. He's fucking Michael. Certainly. Yeah, he's on our team now. Certainly, certainly. Um, now let's uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about what the fuck just happened with all these people dying, right? With Abner dying, with Saul, Jonathan, all the sons dying, with Ishbosheth just dying, suspiciously clearing the path for David without him having to lift a finger. Yes. Um, so Kugel's estimation, and by Kugel's estimation, I mean scholarly because he is citing lots of people that have already sort of he figured really this out get a podcast he should we'll have him on eventually um <laughs> his estimation or rather the understood uh academic evaluation of what was going on here is that david was a goddamn tyrant okay he had all of his political rivals killed through a brutal civil war executed these people and then executed anyone responsible so that there weren't witnesses, with the exception of Joab. Oh, some Knight of the Long um, Knives type shit. Absolutely. And then look at his, look at the 
you can tell it was rewritten to really cover up his crimes by having him wax so poetic about how sad he was that Abner died. Oh no, all my enemies mysteriously died and all these assassins killed them Ex- and oh no. Oh, no. And then, oops, oh, well I hurried up and killed the people responsible. That way, you know, yeah. uh, we took care, uh, took care of them, a.k.a. tied up all the loose ends. Right. Um, the man was a master. It's John Wick uh, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was a master manipulator. And the, the basic wording that Kugel uses is that you know, me thinks he doth protest too much is, is the situation here. Like he's going so far out of his way to show all this grief that his, the man who wants him dead, his biggest political uh, rival that he's like mourning and tearing his clothes over his death. It's fucking absurd. Right. Um, it's like David when the U S to... enacted Martin Luther King jr. Day. Nice. Yeah. I guess it is kind it's of like the same people it's that like killed when, him are now. It's, it's when, <laughs> yeah. It's like when the FBI tweeted happy MLK day or whatever. Yeah. You know, fucking killed him. You bastards. Um, but, uh, which is funny because I got in an argument with someone that someone was trying to tell me that MLK deserved to die because he cheated on his wife. And I'm like, what about David motherfucker? <laughs> I'm sure that, I'm They're sure, like, that, well, David I'm sure that hit pretty hard. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I just, Good I love the dad. modern, I, I do love Trump. For just what it means to like the current moral structure. <laughs> oh, like no. someone being like, oh yeah, MLK deserved to die because he cheated on his wife. Be like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, then stand by your they principles say, and go do okay, what needs to be they done. They didn't say he deserved to die. They just said that we shouldn't honor him. Wow. Anyways. Um, Interesting take. Yeah, stupid as fuck take. The point is that uh, that likely what happened is David had all these people killed off and um, they covered it up because they wrote history, obviously, right? right. So they made it sound like, oh, he was he was such a perfect man that he even loved and mourned the loss of Saul, um, who who was his, trying to kill him. But we know that David is not that fucking perfect because he does lots of horrible. David's shit. David's a fucking maniac. I, I, yes. I can now that you've said it, it does give it kind of like a Stalinistic sort of like, exactly. oh, and now I'm in power and all my enemies mysteriously disappeared and. Well, let's have a let's have a holiday in their honor until I like erase them from the books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until I have a chance to actually download Photoshop. Right. Um, yeah, so that's what's probably going on here was that David did stage a coup and civil war and uh killed off the people that were even trying to help him uh because he didn't want there to be any potential contest for power because he is horny and power hungry. <laughs> Like all great men, like all actually. Great men. Like so, all great men. Yeah. Um, Real Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good, good, good. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would kind of make sense. It, it is kind of uh, serendipitous, and I don't know. If we want to call it glory to God. Like it's it's such a it's such a it's such a moving mention of God's mercy and grace that all these people died horrific, horrible deaths by their friends and shit. Yeah, that's how it's yeah. got to be done. You know. It's fucking – it's a brutal book. It's weird that these know? assassins keep going to David and be like, hey, man, I killed that guy you hate. <laughs> and he's like, yep, uh, hold on. I need – can you guys get in here real quick? <laughs> They're like, hey, I'm here for payment. Yeah. I killed yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you thought you would get a reward by killing my enemy? I was like, I thought that's what we agreed on. What the They're fuck? Like, yeah, Wait. you gave me five gold cougarans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 50 ruples in my pocket that I was <laughs> – says yep. yes to it. David the Tyrant. That's the fucking story here, if, folks. If David, if David had done anything, he would have arrested them and had them commit suicide in the cell. That's what you do with real people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good shit. Abner didn't kill himself. 
Dude, uh, that's a t-shirt. Uh, Although he didn't commit suicide in the book, so it doesn't nah, actually make nah, sense. Good. Well, Saul didn't kill himself. There yeah, we go. Saul didn't <sighs> well, you got anything else? That was a good fucking episode. We learned a lot. And we did learn a lot. We're we're we're, we're continuing the story of David, so we have covered David's sort of uh, rise to power. Rise to power. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, yeah. The revolution is complete. We have a new king. Yeah. Israel is unified. Some Philistines got their shit pushed in. Everything is good. There's a new Jerusalem. And we killed a bunch of Philistines. And what is he going to do next? Well, you're going to have to come back next week. Come <laughs> back, let's just let's just recognize that everything you've heard in these chapters is because God is blessing David for his will and his dutiful presence. Yeah, just God is so cool. Just because David has God in his heart, this is what he gets. All these good things. <laughs> what a fella. So uh, if you don't already, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Revelations. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that too. A revelations podcast at gmail.com is our address. Have we so ever gotten an shoot email? Something our way. I can't nope. Know. All right. I get a lot of I got all the emails uh from people, you know, roasting me on Twitter. Oh, great. Uh, but anyways, um, let me tell you guys something. If you're at a Super Bowl party today listening to this, turn it up loud, you know? Uh the game, you know, maybe halftime show when no one wants to watch the TV anyway. Exactly. On some revelations, yeah. share share the good word. There's that's nothing that's better for a fucking party than to be like, "Hey guys, do you want to hear about the Bible?" <laughs> yeah, and then it's like you know you kind of went to church on Super Bowl Sunday with us, your church boys, for sure.